Welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast, the podcast for all you hackers, shankers, and bandits. Um, my name is Rob, as always, and I'm joined, as always, again by my compatriot Warren. How are you doing tonight, mate? Oh, I'm all good, man. How are you? Not so bad. Not so bad. Good. Good news. Good. Had a good weekend. Uh, it's been a bit horrible with weather here, haven't we? It's not been um, obviously not as bad as some places in the um, in the UK. They've got some floods and and stuff like that. But yeah, not a bad weekend. Um, so I know the answer to the question I'm going to ask you, Rob. You have played golf, so <laughs> you have. So um, shall we explain what happens yesterday with our society game? Yeah, go ahead. You, you explain it, and then I'll moan about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so. As always, last Sunday of the month, Society Game. Um, this month, we were scheduled to play at Bungie and Waveney Golf Club. Uh, really nice course it is. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely place. Like We always like going there. How do you feel about Bungie and Waveney, Rob? Like yeah, I do, I do like going. Mm, I, I've only played a couple of times, so I can't comment too much. And as I drove up, I was trying to remember each hole. Um, yeah. I struggled a bit on some of them. I could remember like the first hole and the last hole, but in between, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I remember the food being nice. Did we have sausage and mash there once? Yeah, it was last year we had that. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah really it good. Yeah, you can't say that. You don't like mash. <laughs> oh no, I had chips last year, didn't I? Uh, yeah, they cooked you chips specially, didn't they? I remember now. Well, good. Um, so yeah, we uh, we always like to get there an hour before our tea time to have a bacon roll and just to you know talk to each other well so we turned up there and there was a sign over the the gate you go in saying course closed mm. so, um, so we walked into the clubhouse and um there's quite a, there's a few members in there just having a coffee and that and the gentleman behind the bar said uh sorry gents course is closed and now going out for a course inspection to see if that'll be open yeah uh to which, to which we were fine we we're like yeah that's cool no worries and uh, slowly, like the rest of the society was turning up. Um, we had a good turnout as well yesterday. It was twenty. There's going to be twenty players mm-hmm. yesterday, which was a good good turnout. It's probably um, one of the best turnouts we've ever had, actually. Twenty. Yeah, yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah. Um, so we get there and they they come back to us and say, I'm, they apologise, said, I'm sorry, the course is closed, um, which was understandable because we'd had a lot of rain and some of the holes were underwater. That was a big decision for them as well because they're turning away the best part of a grand um, just from our society. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that's quite a decision to make because it's a lot of money for the club, isn't it, really? Just for um, one society on one morning on a Sunday. Mm. That's, um, a lot, that's a lot of money to lose. It is, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's one, one factor of golf that we can't... No one can control is the weather. No. Um yeah, I, like, was, I was absolutely glad to be honest when I when I heard that. Yeah, I I felt really bad for the golf club to be honest with you. Um, I know, don't get me wrong. I was looking forward to my golf there because I I do enjoy it there. But on the other side, like I felt bad for the golf club because they've just they've lost all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that they they've managed to to fit us in in two weeks time. At a slightly discounted rate, and he written the book. Please look after these guys. So whoever's working that day, which is a nice thing to to sort of say, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But so there's twenty of us there, um, and I'll let you tell the rest of the story, Rob. <laughs> Hang on, firstly, before we get to that, they gave us bacon rolls, but we would have to pay for those, which are a fiver each which I did think was a little bit much considering we just had our round cancelled and we're all a bit upset. And and a coffee. And a, don't forget the coffee. Oh, well, I didn't have a coffee. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, coffee as well. <laughs> um, but even still, that that felt like... I felt like it would have been a nice gesture for them to to, to just maybe just offer that to us or... Um, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a fair one, yeah. Um, I, I know they've got to pay their staff who are there on the day or whatever, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just felt like a kick in the teeth. Like we'd already eaten the bacon, and it's like, oh, you can't play golf. Oh, and can you pay us for that too, please? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, after that, um, all the society sort of started all barking at once, deciding what to do, and a lot of them decided just to go home. 
some of them decided to go off and play golf on a nine hole course some of us including myself and you Warren we went to play a different course um, Ufford Park which we've talked about before um, I think Last they could have booked their uh, society as well yeah and they did have room to book the whole society in but by the time we'd kind of um, got around to what we were doing a lot of people had already left or were on their way or, or didn't want to drive to another place I guess and um so yeah, it turned out not to be a society game, but just a sort of friendly match between ten of us. Was yeah, the ten? ten. Turned out really still. So Yeah, it was good, nice to have ten people and you know, we, we put some prize money in and stuff, so we had a little um you know, we had our usual prizes between us. So yeah, it was quite yeah. fun. Yeah, that's good. Um fairly tricky yesterday though with the wind, wasn't it? It was. So yeah, we played this will go out on the Friday, but we played on the Sunday and it was um I don't know, 40 mile an hour gusts and a um, little bit of drizzle when we started as well, but that sort of cleared up during the round. But yeah, the wind was um, was firing on all cylinders all day, so it was really tricky. Yeah. How would you... Um, so this is different from a society game because so we didn't play our normal society press. I mean, Wrighty done really well. He got 25 quid for us, which, <laughs> is, which is, I thought was a bargain myself. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, happy to pay how, 25 quid. How did you find the course, Rob? Uh, I followed the sat-nav. <laughs> I'm looking really puzzled as well. I was like, what? Did I just That's say such something? A, such a dad joke as well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, Rob. Um, yeah, yeah, the course, I thought it was really good, considering other courses in the area were closed because of the weather. I thought the fairways, there wasn't a puddle on them. You know, it was um, everything drained away well. I thought it was playing nicely for time of year. Um, I think it was actually in better condition than, than the last time we played. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. How did you play? Played all right. Um, as I say, tough conditions because the wind and that, but I got 26 points. And when we all teed off in our group as we were walking up the first fairway, we said um, 25 would be a good score in in yeah. those in that wind. Um, so, yeah, I was pleased to come in with that. What did you get? I came home with 20. I didn't play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, my chipping, I, I just, chipping is normally my strong point, and I just really couldn't get to grips with it. And, yeah, I just struggled a little bit. I, I was hitting my free wood really well off the deck. That's good. Um, but I, I, yesterday, I did have one of them shots where I was just like, oh man, this is why I love golf. One of them moments. Really? I just, yeah, did I did. Do? So um, along the fifth fairway, uh, there, on the right hand side, there's some sort of like mounds which kind of separate the fairways of the sixth and the fifth and the fourth as well on the left. Yeah. Um, uh, so, this goes right downhill as well, yeah. Yeah, part like yeah. So you got the oak tree on the left. Yeah, and then right there's these mounds. So they've gone on to like the sick hole side. They're mm-hmm. sitting in in the rough on a down slope. I had about 145 yards in, I think, maybe a bit more. Yeah. Um. So like I said, I had a down downward lie. I was sitting up, and I, I, I know it's winter, so I normally take a club more. Yeah. And I, I took another club more because of the so I hit a six iron because I was going into the wind um, and I just thought right I'm going to hit and hope this just whatever mm-hmm. so I hit it and I hit it sweet as a nut aimed at slightly left and it just turned in the air and it landed 10 foot to the to the hole nice just stopped, nice. Just, just stopped dead and I was just like oh I love this game <laughs> um, <laughs> it's nice when you hit a shot like that yeah, and I was, um, it doesn't happen very often, but it's just like I hit it off a tee and I hit it so sweetly as well. Yeah. And I had uh, Clayden and Kev. Um, I don't know if you remember those guys, but they were they came to Portugal with us as well. Um, they said they both looked at me and said, "Wow, that is a great shot. Well done, mate." And that's mm-hmm. a nice to have them compliments like that when you're sort of playing and and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was good. That was. That was my sh- my shot of the round for myself. <laughs> and one of mine was uh, the the hole before that, as you go up the hill, 
Um, I left myself with, I want to say about sort of 70 yards to, um, onto the green, mm-hmm. but hitting completely head into the wind. Um, and it's quite high up there. So it was proper strong front on wind. And as I said, I only had 70 yards, but I hit a, I think like an eight iron, which I usually allow for about 130, 140 yards. And I hit that full strength into the wind and it just, it, it was short of the flag by a few yards. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, literally nice. half the distance that it should have gone. So it was really weird. Yeah. It was, I thought it was a really good test yesterday. Um, yeah. It's nice to play in those conditions as well, because you're not going to get better if you don't get used to playing in them either. Mm. Um, I like windy days because, you know, fair enough, some holes are really hard because you're hitting into the wind, but others, you've got the wind behind you and you can really just launch a, a shot down there. It's, it's, it's fun. I found that with with a lot of my drives when we were coming that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hit them and they just went. And I've never hit a... I don't normally hit a ball that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was out driving myself. I was My expectations were like, wow, I was well impressed. But I knew on a normal day that wouldn't be like that. Yeah, well, so, yeah. You just got to enjoy it, haven't you? Um, so, yeah, uh, you, on the day, mate, you came third, if I'm right, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you won nearest to the pin's second shot with a bloody lovely shot as well, wise. But... Yeah, that was a good one. I just went 9-9-9-9. Nice, well done. Well done, mate. <laughs> it it seems so simple, yeah. Yeah, and you won longest drive as well. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, um... And we, you didn't stay for some food, did you? No, you I went. didn't. I just went. Yeah, uh, was, I had a, I had a burger and chips, and that was absolutely wonderful. Was, I remember yeah. after we came back from Ufford last month, we were moaning about the food, and I, I remember saying that like, I saw someone eat a burger and chips and wished that was ours because it looked so good. I had, um, I got chili con carne, like chili burger as well. In my oh, mind. nice, nice. Oh man, that was so good. Mm. Um, I just I wish they could do that for us on a society day rather than yeah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, out of ten, Rob, what would you say for the day, mate? I'd probably give it a seven or eight. I'm going to say seven and a half. I'm going to join you in a seven and a half. A uh, lot better course conditions, good food, uh, good company. Tea box is in pretty good condition as well. So last month I only gave it a five. I think so. It's, it's a big improvement. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a massive improvement as well. Mm. Mm. Um, it's just a pity it wasn't, you know, the full full society. Though. It was just a few of us. What are your views on that? I I personally think that we, as we're all there, they some people were against it. They said, no, you can't go to Uffin and play a society game. But we're all there, so we should have done. I Yeah, I'm with you. It, it was booked as a society day, and I feel like that should have been the society game. Even though we'd played there the month before, I'm with you. I still think that should have counted. And I'm a little bit annoyed because, um, as you say, we've rebooked Ufford for, for two weeks' time, which Bungie. I can't I can't make. Sorry, Bungie. I can't make it. And um, no. and the way it works in our society, if you, if you miss a game, you know, it kind of buggers up your whole season, you know. And, I, and I'm near the top of the table at the minute. So to be docked that many points when i did turn up on the day that it was supposed to be played mm. you know it that, that's a bit of a kick to be honest yeah i'm um, with you mate and then to give us such short notice to rebook it mm. um yeah uh, and i know the society is a democracy and you go with you know what everyone votes for which is fine and that's what everyone wanted to do so so you just have to kind of suck it up but you know if it gets to the end of the season and i'm just a few points behind and it's because I had to miss a game because of this, you know, I'll yeah. probably be a little, a little bit pissed off. Um, yeah, I, I think you've got the right to be as well, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I was of the, I, maybe I should have voiced my opinion a bit more, but I was of the opinion that same as you, we're all there. Let's go and play. Um, and that could have been playing Bungie could have been the bonus game. Mm. Uh, like, like Clay said, it's either we book it now and play play next week or we just miss it completely. But well, is there not the other option of, um, you know, we could have booked it, you know, in like July, August when, you know, A, the weather's nicer and B, we could have given lots of people time to, to get it into their diaries. Do you see what I mean? Mm. For somewhere yeah, else. I do. Uh, I, do. Um, I don't know. I, 
uh, it's hard because I don't book the games and Clayton's good for doing it. But um, it just felt like a little bit of a rush decision. But but hey ho, you know, it, it, it's a catch twenty two, mate. Isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, yeah. in, our, in this society, like you're not going to please everybody. Um, no, no, you're right. Through the best will of the world, you're not. But I, I'm with you. I think yes, they should have stayed as a society day. Mm. I and, might be thinking selfishly because, as I say, I can't make the next one. But there's people like Andy, Josh, and Josh who didn't, who couldn't make yesterday, but they might be able to make the next one. Do you see what I mean? So it yeah, kind of, do. It, it does work out, you know. Um, oh well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is a well indeed. But it's a shame, mate, because you're not going to be there. But and like you say, if you if you lose the, you know. By not even not by turning up by losing say like one point that's going to crucify her anyway, isn't it? You know. Yeah. But never mind. Um, so we have had another question mm-hmm. for uh, Blakey. Blakey. Um, I feel like we yes. need to make a little Blakey jingle to play when when we do a Blakey question. I th- yeah, I think so too. Um, so. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is or anything uh, and who it's for because he explains it all in his clip. So here you go. Okay, question here from Jamie at Kingdom Golfer. What do the rules require a player to do if they believe their ball has been taken by an outside influence, such as a blackbird or a crow? Well, if you know that the ball was at rest and the outside influence has seen to take the ball after it has come to rest, the ball has been moved by an outside influence and rule 9.6 applies. There is no penalty and the ball must be replaced on its original spot. If that original spot is not known, then you just estimate it as per rule 14.2. Uh, say if the ball was in motion, if the outside influence takes a ball that is in motion, rule 11.1 applies. No penalty is incurred and the player must drop the original ball or another ball in the relief area. See rule 14.3. The relief area is determined by estimating the reference point. The reference point is where the, fir- the ball first came to rest in or on the outside influence, uh, e.g. where the outside influence picked up the ball. The ball must come to rest in the same area of the course that the reference point is in. Now, this procedure, those procedures are easy to apply, but what about the occasions when nobody sees an outside influence take the ball, which is what Jamie is really wanting to know. So sometimes a ball can be hit over a rise uh, into an undulation or a hill, and the player cannot see the ball come to rest. The ball may be seen to travel in the chosen direction over the rise, but when the players arrive, at a position in the middle of the fairway where the ball is expected to be, it cannot be found. May it be assumed that an outside influence has taken the ball? Well, as applied in this context, a player may not deem their ball to have been moved or taken by an outside influence simply because it is convenient or that or they think this may have happened. In order to answer yes to this question, must be known or virtually certain that an outside influence has taken the ball. To establish this, all the circumstances and all the available testimony should be considered. The term known or virtually certain indicates the level of confidence required to permit sensible judgments to be reached based on all the relevant circumstances of particular cases. Simply put, you must be at least 95% certain that outside influence has taken your ball. Physical conditions in the area can play a significant role in determining the degree of certainty as to how a ball may have moved or where a ball may have ended up. For example, if the ball was in the middle of a closely mown fairway on which it would, it could hardly be lost and crows are seen in the minute immediate vicinity or are seen to fly from the area, there exists a greater degree of likelihood that the ball has been moved or taken by a blackbird or another type of bird than if the ball was lost from an area of deep rough. Uh, This includes uh, temporary water as well. So if there's an area where it's quite soggy, um, 
there that degree of likelihood drops down a little bit and you might not actually get to the 95%. If you saw the ball come to rest and it is not reasonable to believe that the ball could have left that position in any other way than it being moved by an outside influence, then it clearly is known or virtually certain that the ball has been moved by an outside influence. If you saw a ball moving slowly down the middle of a wide flat fairway but did not actually see it come to rest and your group saw a crow or a blackbird, seagull, uh, flying there and it is not reasonable to believe the ball could have been lost other than as a result of of it being taken by an outside influence, then it could be reasonable for a committee to make the assessment that it is known or virtually certain that the ball has been taken by an outside influence. The same principle would apply for a ball that has not been found and the player's ball may be in a movable obstruction, an abnormal course condition, immovable obstruction, or a penalty area. If it is not known that the ball has been moved or taken by an outside influence, the ball must be considered lost and the player must proceed under the stroke and distance procedure outlined in Rule 18.2 or if the committee has adopted the local rule E5 for alternative to stroke and distance lost ball or ball out of bounds, then you could proceed under that local rule. I hope, uh, uh, Jamie, this answers your question. Uh, if you, if anyone has any other questions, make sure you send your queries into uh, Average Golf Society, and uh, we will get it up on the podcast. So that was Blakey um, replying to uh, Kingdom Golfer, Jamie, uh, about um, outside influences on the golf course. It's a really interesting thing as well, like little things like that you don't really realise. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we like, we've noticed that we've started to use the rules, what Blakey has said to us. We have, yeah. Uh, I used one yesterday, Warren, when we were playing. All right, what, did you, what was that for? Um, so Blakey tells us if you're on the tee and you just clip your ball and it lands, you know, still within the tee margin, mm-hmm. you could just put it back on the tee and hit your second shot from there, um, which is, is what we did. Um, nice. If that was the rule. Yeah, we, we, we teed it back up and on we went. Um, uh, previously to that, we would have just played it as it lied. Nice. Uh, we used the plugged ball in uh, the rough yesterday as well. So the video clip that I had at Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, that's on our Instagram, also on Blakey's Instagram, and me hacking it out. Uh, I didn't realise at the time that I could have taken a free drop out of the rough in our plugged ball. Yeah. Uh, and yesterday, when the guy the guy actually who made me play that ball out um, actually said, what can I do? Have I got to play out? And I said, no, you can take a free drop. So we used that yesterday as well. Nice. Good. Well, yeah. It's handy having this Blakey chat around. Isn't it? Yeah. Thank, um, thank you very much for that Blakey as well, mate. I really appreciate that. Um, so, go on, what you I, say, Rob? I understand there's something you want to talk about tonight, Warren. Yeah. Um, I put it on the Instagram last night. So uh, I say last night. I put this out on Sunday night. Um, I was wandering around Ufford Park yesterday, um, as as you well know, as we're talking about golf. On on their building, they've just built a new tee box for the white tee box there, and they have um, they've called it the men's championship tee box. Mm-hmm. Now, in this modern age of uh, two thousand and twenty, I is it time we got rid of the gender thing and just called them red, yellows and whites? Uh, now, I didn't think that they technically called like the ladies tees. I thought that's right. just a, a, a general name given to them because generally the ladies play off them. Okay. Uh, but I think officially, aren't they called the forward tees? I th- I'm not sure. Um, they might be. You're probably right. But, Obviously, uh, world world round, they're known as for ladies' tees, but I don't think that is the, the official term for them because no, anyone uh, can play off them, can't they? Yeah, um, I think I've been to a couple of places where they actually have referred to them as the ladies' tees at the club. Yeah, like sure. when you read stuff. Um, but so I put it on Instagram, 
uh, about, uh, you know, just to get people's opinions on it and stuff, really. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I said, well, is it time we just named them as colours or do we stick with as the gender thing? My personal feeling is go with the colour, but like colours for ability, so red is easy, yellow, medium, white, hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had quite, I had some really good response about. Yeah, how mixed was it? Well. You're sorry? Was it a mixed response or did it swing um, one way or the other? A lot of people were referring to, um, said to them as, as colour. Uh, some people were referring to them as ability um, and slash handicap. So a, a certain handicap play off one tee, certain handicap play off another tee, certain handicap play off another tee. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yes, yeah, um, I just what you, thought it's, What's it's your thoughts on it? I think it should be just as colour. I don't yeah. think it should. I don't think it should matter what gender you are to what tees you play. Um, no. I will bring up one one person's uh, mess. Well, reply to it. Yeah, if that's okay, and I just want to get, I just want to ask you what you think about it. It said, um, so as you said, does it matter? At the end of the day, ladies will continue to play from the forward tees. Changing what you call it won't change the fact. I use colour as a reference personally, but I don't see an issue here at all. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's an issue, but what I'm getting at is. If you're saying, calling them the white tees, the men's championship tees, and you've got a woman who is a scratch player or a club pro, or you've got an LET or LPGA member, are you going to say to them, no, you could only play off the red tees because the whites are the, for the championship te- uh, men's championship tees? <laughs> that's, that's my, personally, that's my argument. There's an this. argument as well for the other way for you know, um, new players or senior players who, who don't hit the ball as far, who should be playing off the red tees. But then yeah. there's the stigma that they don't want to be referred to as a lady by their friends or give them, you know, stick for it because mm. uh, they're playing off the ladies' tees. No, um, that's, that's fair enough. In fact, I we talked about this in a, in a sort of backwards way yesterday because when we are doing the longest drive competition yesterday, my dad said he'd never won the longest drive in the eight years he's been playing golf. Um, he doesn't think he ever will. He doesn't hit it firm enough. So should he be playing, you know, off off the red tees because he can't hit it as far as everyone else? Do you know what I mean? We, well, I didn't say that to him at the time, but... I don't know. That's quite a good point, actually. Um... I mean, the, the, the thing is, the ladies play off the reds because they can't hit it as far. So if a man is dissimilar, should, should it be the same? I mean, so this is an interesting one as well. I spoke to had a really in-depth like message and conversation with someone today on my lunch break, and then I end up got. I'm not very good at texting. I'd rather speak to someone on the phone. So I ended up FaceTiming him and having a chat with him about it. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, he plays to quite. This gentleman plays to quite a good standard. He plays to about. Um, I think he said he's eight or nine, mm-hmm. but. He when he plays with his with his dad, he plays off the reds with his dad, so his dad can enjoy himself. Yeah, because he, you know, and I thought that's a awesome thing to do. He go, but whereas some of his friends would say, "What's the furthest back you'll let me tear up?" You know, like, can I play on the whites? Is that something that I can do or not? Mm, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not like trying to change the world by saying, "Oh, we should just call it colour." It's just my personal opinion. No one's on the mat. No one's opinion's wrong. It's mm. just what that's just what I think. That's all. Mm. Um, how, how what are you feeling, Rob? Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think it should just be called, you know, the coloured tees, and we we try and get rid of the label of ladies um, and men's. Um, I think that'll be a, a hard thing to do just because of habit. Mm. Um, because, yeah, but the thing is, you've, we've always got that thing, oh, if you don't make your ladies' tees, you've got to take your trousers down and hit one, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that's going to take a long while to get that, not the stigma, but it's going to take a long while to get that out of the um, 
maybe it would help if they if the tees themselves were labeled you know with with handicap guide or, or distance hitting guide or something like that on you know if, if you hit a less than 200 yard drive you should be hitting off the reds type thing if it said that on the on the tee box yeah don't know yeah i don't know maybe yeah it's, oh, there's it's not diff- many holes where it makes a great deal of difference anyway we're talking you know 10 yards usually yeah um, but every little helps i suppose i don't know it's, it's a tricky one it's tough isn't it yeah yeah i'd like to know what our listeners think if you want to email us yeah. or you know or send us a recording and we'll play it you know something like that i think that's a that's a good open thing to uh to put on there actually if i'll if someone wants to record something or or send us a message or an email i think that'd be a great thing um mm. Maybe we should just have like, an open one, an open conversation about it on the podcast. I think that'd be. Mm. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd also like to. I know we've got another female guest coming up. Just sort of quickly talking to her about how she feels about it being referred to as the ladies' tees. Does she mind? Does she wish that they were all just just tees and not gender specific? Mm. Um, you know, is is uh, we're looking at it from a, a male point of view, whether a, a female's point of view is, is different. Um, yeah. Don't See, know. someone else brought someone else brought it up to me today about transgender as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not being. Well, I don't want to sound really horrible, but what T what T does a transgender person play off? Well, if they're just colours, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> no, I mean, that's exactly my point. Yeah, but um, that this is what the point the person was making was there's yeah. colours. There's no stigma behind what colours they're tearing off. Mm. But with with the other male and female, you're always going to get that as well, which is, yeah. I don't want to get into that rabbit hole. I, that's, um, that's a conversation for another time. And, um, and I think that would help um, if we had someone who knew a lot more about it than, than us I think to help us at, with that. at your local course in um, at Alba when you go and you know the nine hole with Tim or whatever what tees do you play off then I've only got one tee box oh really yeah that's another way yeah. to do it <laughs> um, on the main course they have uh, reds yellows whites and blues so blues are like club championship uh, yeah. whites are competitions then I just usually just got the yellows and the reds I don't know what they refer to them as though and I'm going into the shop this week, so I will, when I go into the shop, I will ask them. Hmm. Um, when I started playing golf, I was I was told that if you're a member, you should play off the whites. Uh, if you're a guest at a course, you should play off the yellows. All right. Who, oh, that's an interesting thought, yeah. Um, someone also told me that when when we're playing the society game, uh I, if you thought you play off the whites for like no but well, yeah but it's a competition why aren't you playing off the whites for mm. uh, I was like that's a quite a good point actually um, true do you ever as well um, you can um, how does it work do you, you play um, match play with Tim don't you hole by hole yeah and there's a variation of that isn't there where like if you if 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 Tim wins two in a row the next mm-hmm. hole you tee off the reds he tees off the whites to give you an advantage so it should even out a bit more oh that's a good idea mm. um unfortunately we only do it on Auburn nine hole so <laughs> we've, just got, well. we've just got one tee box mm. but uh that's an interesting concept i quite like that yeah um yeah that's that's pretty good i quite like the idea of that uh so anyway that's enough about tee boxes i was just it's just something that caught my eye yesterday and i thought i'd, I'd be up for discussion really no, it's good. It's an interesting one. We should come back to that. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just interesting to see what other people's thoughts are about it. Mm, so, totally. this week's guest, we have the the very first return guest, other than Tim. Um, we've got a Mr. Steve Bretton, who is the founder of the Buddy Golf app. So, yes. rather, rather than me talk about it, um, this is a pre-recorded uh, chat. Um, it's just me as well, by the way. So rather than me harp on about it, we'll, we'll just... Here you go. So this evening, I am joined by Mr. Steve Brett of uh, the Free Putt 
Life Society and also the man behind, or sorry, one of the men behind for the Buddy Golf app. How are you doing this evening, Steve? Uh, how you doing, Warren? Thanks. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Yes, mate. You are, you're our first repeat guest. That's I'm good honest. to have you back, mate. I'm honoured. Thank you. Cool. Um, so we'll start off like everybody knows how, how you got into golf because I asked you that last time. But uh, how was your golf, mate? Anyway, how's it going? Uh, golf it started shady. It normally does in the winter. But I had a great round with uh, Gav. My friend Jarvis and Adrian on Friday. So I played to handicap. So that's a good sign. Uh, and I'm just trying to plough through this winter and hopefully by the summer, hopefully get things will be good. I see you've had a lot of winter league. How's that been going? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Rich, uh, Rich Booker um, set up the winter league. And it's, again, it's just because you know what the winter's like in this weather. It's either driving range where you don't go out. But there's yeah. some very staunch, hardened golfers in 3PL. So we set up a league. I think there's 11 or 12 of us in it. Uh, mm-hmm. We all, just a tiny bit of money to join, and those money goes to prizes. So he runs the league points, and we do a little league table, and he does a live draw every other week. Um, yeah, it's going really well. It's getting us out of the house. It's keeping us playing golf. That's just, the struggle is real though in the winter, like the enthusiasm to get out of the house and go play golf. Oh, I I would say I'm a very keen and avid golfer, but mm. I do I hate the winter. I hate being cold, <laughs> hate being wet. I just don't enjoy it. But then when you've got something like what the Richards put on, it just it gets you out. Gets mm. you once you're there, it, you're fine. It's the fault mm. of getting there and being wet. I mean, our society runs throughout the like the whole of the winter. But yeah. like when you can tell like when you get there, it's like sometimes it's very limited numbers and like it's a struggle walking around. Yeah. Especially when um like for instance I'm playing tomorrow morning. Um and I like I feel like shit still. And it's like I said, the struggle of getting out of bed to go play golf is a bit oh don't oh. it's nice and warm and you think why am I doing it? <laughs> but then you yeah. bang one down the middle and you just forget everything as soon as you duff the next shot you think why didn't I stay in bed yeah and then how many like of you, you want... tomorrow uh, I think it's about 18 or so I think we've got a good number That's it's a local run tomorrow it's not far it's not um not far from where we live tomorrow either so it's a really good turnout oh good um, but then we've got um, this, uh, you know you thought you're walking down the fairway, so you've got a base layer on. You know, you're walking down there like an, uh, um, you know, the Michelin man or like yeah. so many layers on you like a fucking onion and you're just like, oh, God. You're a tough one. You go, I've got too many layers on. <laughs> yeah, blame, it on, blame yeah. it on the coat or blame it on any, anything else other than actually freely. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's so Don't, don't so forget, we've got a range of our matchup. Yes, I have. And tomorrow I am, I'm going to, because I'm the captain of our society, I'm actually going to mention it in my old little speech tomorrow. So oh, right. yeah, I'm going to see if I can get some people on board. Um, but the, like, the reason you're back on, mate, is uh, you guys have just released an app. So yes, can sir. you tell us a little bit about what your app is, mate? Yes, yeah, so Buddy Golf is uh, the network, the friendship we've made just through social media. So Buddy Golf is about uh, golfers being able to find other golfers, nomads, mm-hmm. uh, creating a community. Um, and the ethos is find, host, play. So mm-hmm. there's a map aspect on there. Once you've downloaded it, it's free. You just enter in a little profile, you know, your name, handicap, and then there's a what's in my bag theme. So mm-hmm. you can add what clubs, apparel, balls, everything in there what you use makes and models um and then you your profiles then on the map of the world or for instance in britain uh and then when everybody else downloads it you'll see other icons either in and around your area uh you can mm-hmm. tap on any of those icons and it gives you the information about that player only where they play what their handicap is um and then there's three settings because there's an online calendar so you can set the days you play golf, the days you play on the range, uh, or days you're on holiday that you can't play. So your icon would be green on the map of the world. Mm-hmm. 
if anybody is purple, that means they want their host in a round of golf, which anybody can join. So the idea right. being, you click on that thing, you can direct message that person, and you can request to join their game. There's also the option to not accept the request or not, so you have the choice. Uh, and that's right. just that's that's the that's the reasoning behind it. So it's just people hosting games of golf and joining up, especially where I found it a few years ago. I used to work away a lot. So if I was going to Germany, um, I'd be on my own. Whereas now we've got 11 people at the moment uh, using the app and they're all connected. So it's great for that aspect. Yeah, I mean, like I've got the Buddy Golf app myself and yes. um, so so is Rob. And we're buddies. Uh, and we are buddies on there as well. Um, <laughs> and we are buddies in real life as well. Yes, sir. But, um, I, I love it, man. I, like, I oh, check on it every day to see who's on there. I've it's noticed there's a few people. It? Yeah, man. It's like, so I, I noticed a few people who um, I've actually asked to come on the podcast for future episodes. And people that follow us, they've, in my local area, like a bit further afield, but they've actually um joined the buddy golf app because of our post sort of thing yeah i saw I, that I, I love that man i absolutely love that yeah that's great so the next step would be i know you talk and everything but going forward hopefully we can grow more golfers in your area um then people mm. when they're going on the app they'd either see green they're available or purple they're host they're hosting a game of golf so at any point you should never ever be on your own playing golf again that's no. a theory. No, that's a that's a great theory because you could, like you say, especially if you're working away somewhere or if you're on a holiday, like in the, obviously in our country, or like even, I mean, you look further afield, like in mainland Europe, there's quite a few people about yeah, in there we've now. We've got uh, Spain, one mm. in Portugal, Germany. Uh, there's a pod guy, oh, his name escapes me. He's in... Denmark, I believe. So he's got a podcast. He's got a big social following on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. and they're they're all very supportive. So, same as yourself, the response has been really great. Well, it's like I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people like playing golf on their own, right? But if let's be honest, if you're struggling for your actual mates to find a, a round of golf with, and you've got this app, it's easy. Then you can find whoever. Like yeah, you know. I love that. I think that's awesome. And like, it gives you an opportunity to like make actually a lot more new friends and exactly, to make yeah. uh, and explore the country as well, you know? I mean, someone posted a debate. Uh, I think it was Dan from Far From Park. It might have been uh, the golf review guy saying yeah. about uh, what is the golf clubs or community doing. And let's be honest, all the clubs around me, they don't actively push, promote, I mean, how else would you know about any events going on unless you're a member? You know, and, yeah. and the other good aspect to this is, let's say, what's a prestigious golf course near you? Um, probably Oberall Fortness. Okay, so let's say you can't play there unless you're invited by a member. Right, yeah. Um, a bit like London Golf Club, there's... Mm-hmm. There's the heritage. You can't play that course unless you're a member or you've been invited. So I open my app and there's a couple of guys that are members at London Golf Club. So when they host around, I can request, I can think to myself, I could possibly get the chance to play that golf course at a member's rate rather than paying twice the price. Mm, Just that's little, awesome. things, that's little things like that help. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was talking to Rob about this Um the other week, just like I, I think I rang him up for something and I said to him about it. I mean, he lives in like, he lives in Colchester, yeah, <coughs> in Essex. So, and I said, I was saying to him, there's so many people near him he can hook up and play around, like in quite a close radius for him, yeah. And I was like, that's awesome, mate, because Rob goes like he, he plays golf on his own a bit, yeah. I mean, he's in our society, he's the furthest person away, so he doesn't live in my local area. Right. And I said, like, if you're looking for a game, mate, I said, you've got loads of people you can find for a round now. Yeah. I said, so you're f- that's win-win for you, this app. Yeah, exactly. And it's free to download. Yeah, I know, man. That's, that's crazy. So, oh, um, there's also, 
sorry, uh, Warren. There's also another feature on there, which the app does tell you to either accept or not. So there, there is like a uh, like a tracking thing. Right. So all it does is it shows you your location wherever you are in the melt in the world. So you open up the map, like a Google map, it shows you mm-hmm. a little dot where you are. So I always have it. I don't have. It, I only use it while I'm in the app. So obviously, mm-hmm. when you're not in the app, nobody. Your icon just always appears at your home golf course location. Yeah. But when I'm traveling around uh, during the week working, because I travel quite vast distances throughout where I live, I always every now and again just like an anorak, open up the app to see my where I am, but then mm-hmm. to see what golfers are around me is quite yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, well, why not though? Because like, so in the future you could see that and think, well, actually, they look like guys I can have around with. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's such a worthwhile app. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank um, you. And I think, I think, I'll be honest with you, mate, I think it's going to take off in the amateur world massively. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, like I say, we had, it's sort of a, a soft launch. Um, it was just to get it out there, get some people in the world on, on the map, um, starting to use it, give us the feedback. And we have, obviously, there's a couple of little things that we're just tweaking at the moment. Obviously, we've got to download more golf courses so people can register and find their home course. Um, yeah, um, well... The, the four of us have just put so much time and energy into it that we're just fingers crossed. It's a one-stop shop to hopefully provide everything the the nomad or just the average golfer needs. Oh, mate, I think it's. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm a nomad, like, and then I think there's a lot of people that are just pay and play golf. Um, I think it's probably a worth for them people. It's definitely worthwhile them downloading it. Um, yeah, and like I said earlier, like just exploring the country and what's around and who's around. Yeah, I mean, so we obviously it's not stopping just where we're at. We have actually got three or four other upgrades in the future to launch to make the app so much more evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, like just give you an instance because of the society stuff with 3PL, your society, other societies out there. So rather than having an individual signed up on the app where mm-hmm. we're looking to do societies so then you can group message rather than individuals you can set up your 12 or 16 or 20 people in your own society mm-hmm. on the app mm-hmm. um m- my local golf course obviously they follow me personally and privately on instagram mm-hmm. and the director of golf was talking to me about uh, how do we go about golf club signing on as so then they, because of the calendar function, they might have days where they need to sell tea times. So golf clubs can then start showing purple as their advertising tea time space. I think that will help, uh, help golf clubs massively. Yeah. Especially, this, especially winter time as well, when they struggle to get people through the door and stuff. Yeah. So uh, we're looking to evolve over the next three or four builds once we've got this one nailed a hundred percent don't blame mate that's awesome that's awesome so um i do believe you've got lloyd helping you out with the, the app as well yeah that guy's a genius lloyd one part life uh yeah. bless him uh well if i had to pay him for what he'd done i would have had to have remortgaged twice i think to be honest <laughs> with you. guy's a genius he's a clever man uh he yeah. does a bit of work for some other quite famous people on social media, but I'll let him tell you about that. Um, mm. Yeah, he's just very clever. So I don't know if you know, but to build an actual app in this country, um, just a standard, nothing too fancy, you're looking in the region of 75 to 100 grand upwards. Wow. Yeah. And that's because not only a lot of coding, but you have to storyboard it. You have to plan it. You have to show where if you hit this button, that takes you to this function, to this screen. And Lloyd spent many, many hundreds of hours designing all that. So he basically storyboard. I told him the premise. He storyboarded it. He probably saved us 50, 60 grand. If, yeah, well, he'd tell you more like 100 grand. I should imagine. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's me, uh, Lloyd Wumper. 
Paul, uh, the amateur golfer, uh, Paul Whitehouse. Um, so he's helping because he's had some adventures and endeavours with businesses online. He does very well. Um, so he's helped out with the finance side of things. So he takes care of all that. Um, and then Lloyd Greenway, Lloyd Golf. So he's the content creator, marketing guy, um, mm. up the other end of the country. But social media, buddy golf, it's easy to keep in contact with people. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, so if people want to find the app, is it just on Is it on every app store possible for Android yep, and it's iPhone? On, uh, it's free to download. It's on uh, Android and Apple. It's Buddy Golf. It's uh, the second one down. It's a free to download. It's a green and white logo. Yeah. And you'll see the right in the description, it says find, host, play. Nice, man. So just going back, right, how many people do you think you've got on the app right now? We've got, I, I actually checked earlier before the call. So we've got over two, 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 one, 221 nice. at the moment. I mean, Just in the UK, yeah? Uh, that's 90 Yeah, so we've got 11 <clears throat> in Germany, a couple in Spain. We've actually got one in Dubai, 28 nice. in India. Uh, Indian golf is taking off big. And one in Denmark. Nice. majority of it is in the UK. so And that, the rest of the golfers in Europe are primarily just because of uh, social media, Instagram. That's how they nice. know about it. But hopefully in the next week or so, we do a proper social media marketing launch. And, uh, yeah, we'll be all guns blazing. And hopefully we just need golfers talking to other golfers about the app. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, it's the same as a podcast. You just need one person. Like, if you could get one person and tell them, like, one other golfer and just tell them about the app and get them to download it and then they'll tell, you know, you just need yeah. that. It's the same same with what we ask on the podcast. Like, if you like what we listen, like we're doing, like, just tell one person and get them to listen to it as well. And that helps, man. Yeah. Spreads I mean, the, the word the biggest, and, like, everything. The biggest thing I like with you guys is um, a lot of, obviously, people I know you know and like Luke, Social Golfing, Joe Open Stance. When they're on their way to work, they've got your podcast on, and it's great. It's, uh, uh, that's awesome. It's Cheers, man. That's good. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like we said before, like on social media, on Instagram, there's such a great little community of, of people willing to help each other. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, and we'll, I'll carry on promoting this until till whenever man i love it love that and i think it's such a worthwhile thing to do as well thank you thank you so so basically to all our listeners if you like you know if you need a round of golf somewhere and don't and you've got no one to play with check out the buddy golf app really like steve said because you can host around yourself man i think it's to meet new people i think it's fantastic yeah no it's great thank you thank you we'll keep you updated obviously and I'll keep an eye out for your sign to go purple when you host, and I might. Ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I will, mate. I'll do one sooner rather than later. I think definitely. Oh, good. No, that's brilliant. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Well, nice one. Well, cheers for coming on, Steve. No, thanks for having me back, Warren. It's been a pleasure. Okay, so that was Steve from the Buddy Golf app. Um, please, please, please check it out. Download it. Uh, they just updated it, so it's pretty. You know, it's really good now. We're on there. We're, yeah, me and Rob are both on there. Um, there's a picture of me looking at a avoid slow play sign from Portugal um, <laughs> in on the Suffolk coast. Uh, if some of you don't know where Suffolk is, it's the most easterly point of the UK, right down near London. And Rob is at Colchester in Essex. So, Essex. Um, yeah, if you're ever yeah. in our neck of the woods and you use the app, Obviously, it's a good way to, to get in touch and see if we can uh, arrange a game. Yes, definitely. Uh, agree with that. Um, it's just really good, though. Like, I look at it quite a lot just to check, see if anyone's near my local area, like anyone new. Um, and I keep like watching it grow and grow. And I'm really interested about having it. Um, I think when I do get to that point where I'm going to host a round, it'll be interesting to see who comes up and who doesn't and... And that sort of thing, I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it, I'm not going to lie. So, I think it's probably about the time, Rob, that we're just going to have to break the news to our listeners that we are going to, for a little while, we're going to go back to putting a podcast out fortnightly. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. Um, we're both busy people. Um, it's, it's probably more me, so I'm sorry. Um, but it's, it's also the time of year where we don't play as much golf. Um, you know, we, we, we can still talk about it, but it, it's more fun when we've been playing and we, we can talk about the rounds we've had. Um, so maybe yeah. later in the year we'll, we'll go back up to to one a week. Um, but but for now we're going to go back to down to one a fortnight. Um, yeah, it's 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 just logical, really, isn't it? You know, it's um, you know, it's, uh, we're both really busy at the moment as well. So well, you you more than me at the moment, if I'm honest. But no, we need to. We're going to do that. But we're still going to be here every fortnight. So. And we're still going to be giving Tim abuse. Um, <laughs> He'll just nah, have to wait an extra week to hear his abuse now. <laughs> On his lawnmower. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. So, Rob, if anyone would like to email us, where could they do that, mate? AverageGolfSociety at gmail.com. And send us send us anything you want. Send us um, funny stories. Send us questions. If you want to be on the podcast, you can contact us through there. Um, yeah, it, it'd just be nice to hear from you. We uh, we love hearing emails because um, I don't know. Like it's it's nice to chat on Instagram and things, but to get a a, a lengthier email that someone's r- taken the time to write in is 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 a nice thing. Yeah. Agreed. So um, so Agreed. keep them coming, please. Wonderful. What about Instagram, Warren? How, what's the um, uh, it is in, we have uh, Instagram and it's the only uh, social media platform that we use it's at the average golf all one word uh, there you can find photos and videos of me and Rob um, Rob me and Rob swing and clubs um, you can see us on holiday you can see guests we've had on the podcast um, yeah you can just see us in general but also on there, you can uh, drop us a DM if you'd like to be on the podcast. You could also, um, you know, if you've got a question for us to answer on the podcast, we haven't had any of them for a while either. So if you've got any questions for us, please let us give us a good question so we can answer on our podcast as well. Um, if you've got a question for Blakey equally as well, um, please send them on. Because I love them. I think that's amazing getting these rules in and getting Blakey to do them for us. Uh, and he equally likes doing them for us as well. Yeah, that's good. We actually learn how to play golf. It's brilliant. <laughs> so um, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, uh, please, please, please go back and check out the, um, the back catalogue. We've got 30 whole episodes back there now. We've got a wide variety of guests from all different aspects of golf, um, like just normal people like me and Rob, average golfers, um, you know, people like Patrick Koenig who played to a really good standard, mm. um, you know, just all different loads of things as well, you know. So it's uh, it's good, you know. I'm not going to list off like I do every time, but, you know, please just, <laughs> Please just go back there and um, and check them out. Yeah, um, please. And and also, if if where you get your podcast from, if you can give us a, a little rating and a little review, that would be um, really helpful as well. Because uh, it helps us, um, and it helps us. Like you know, we really want to get our our podcast on the front page of like the golf part of you know uh, iTunes, not iTunes, sorry, uh, the App Store, App Store. Podcast store bit. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's it really, Rob. Have um, so I'm not going to see you on the eighth, which is a no, shame. No, sorry, mate. It would have been a bonus, but not to be. What, what other plans you got coming up? Uh, I have got uh, a lesson on Sunday, um, which I'm going to test out a load of golf clubs, irons. Nice. Um, I um, I'll go to the range with Tim as well, like normal. Uh, and yeah, might see what I can do. And yeah, like I say, got the eighth, so I'll probably be there. What about yourself? I suppose you've just got the range if you if you can. Yeah, well, if I can, I keep meaning to pop into um, American Golf as well because I've got a, a fifty quid voucher to to use. So I need oh. to um, decide what to spend that on. What are you thinking? I don't know. 
I don't know. Honestly, don't. Oh, actually, talking about American golf, um, I had the. Did you see the picture I put on Instagram about the hybrid irons, the Cobra hybrid irons? You see that? Yes, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, me and Tim had a bit of a test test go with them. Oh, did you? Yeah, hit him a dream. Really? Yeah, I love. Yeah, really nice. You're gonna get some. More seven hundred quid. I'm not no. <laughs> <laughs> um. If I turned up on a course, there'd be a lot of stigma with that. <laughs> I'd have to have some pretty big balls. I'm not going to lie. But uh, not, I did hit him really well. That's cool. I was, but I don't think they're for me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, anyway, sorry. Sidetracking there from American Golf. That's all, right. uh, That's all right. Have fun. Well, you could kill two birds with one stone. You could go to play golf Colchester, hit yeah. some balls, have a pint slash coffee, and then go to American Golf. Uh, yeah, that is the plan. That is the plan. It's just what night I'll do it. I don't know. I've got lots on at the minute. No, no, no. All right, Rob. Well, I will speak to you in two weeks, mate. All right, then. Adios, my friend. Bon voyage. Four.